Welcome to Finance with Fraser, your podcast covering principles of economics, finance, and business knowledge. I'm your host, Jason Fraser, an instructor of finance and economics at Fairmont State University and small business owner. Today's topic is the dealer market. To understand what a dealer market is, let's first break down the two parts of the term, dealer and market. Since most of us have some idea of a market, we'll start there. A market is any time that an exchange takes place. It doesn't have to be a physical location. When I ask my students what a market is, one of the first responses is invariably a fruit market or a farmer's market. Both of these examples are true examples of not only a market, but of a competitive market where the invisible hand of capitalism determines equilibrium of demand and supply and establishes the market price. The competitive market deals with homogenous goods. Goods like baking potatoes or common stock that do not differ from one another in their own grouping regardless of their point of origin. As such, they're traded at their lowest available price or the price where the downward sloping demand curve intersects with the horizontal supply curve. The demand curve is downward sloping because the price of a good and the demand of that same good have an inverse relationship to one another. The less an item costs, the more of that item a typical consumer will purchase, but only to a certain point. You may be thinking to yourself that if the demand curve is downward sloping, then the supply curve must be upward sloping. As most of us agree, the higher the price a good brings, the more suppliers would be willing to produce that item. That is entirely true for all items other than homogenous goods. All homogenous goods are sold at the same price, which is always the lowest price available. Think about that for a moment. If you were to go to a local farmer's market and you saw a proprietor selling sweet corn for $5 a bushel and another farmer selling sweet corn for $6 a bushel, which would you buy? Both marketers are selling a homogenous good or a good that is completely identical. So the seller with a lower price will enjoy all the sales of the consumers in the market. What happens when the farmer selling corn for $5 a bushel runs out of produce? Well, only then will consumers begin to pay $6 a bushel, and that trend will continue until the point that another farmer shows up and is willing to undercut their competition and sell corn at $5 a bushel. Shares of common stock work in the exact same manner. If shares of common stock are selling for several prices, then the lowest-priced shares will sell first. Now let's look at the term dealer. A dealer, previously referred to as a specialist, is one who directly buys and sells to investors. As a dealer, as we'll be using the term going forward, is a market maker. And what I mean by that is they create an environment where trading exists. The dealer truly makes a market. The dealer can buy and sell shares of common stock as they see fit. Unlike a broker paid a commission for connecting buyers and sellers, a dealer holds inventory of those shares. The longer that inventory is held or the riskier the share, ideally, the more the dealer should expect in return for warehousing those goods we call stocks. Like any good proprietor, the dealer would like to buy at a low price and sell at a higher price, which is exactly what they do. The dealer buys shares of a corporation at the bid price. We'll assume that the dealer to which we are referring is buying 1,000 shares of common stocks in the Rido Corporation at the bid price 
of $9.95. Once purchased, the market maker is now the owner of those shares. They have an inventory in stock, if you'll pardon the potential pun. As soon as the dealer is able, they will want to sell that item to maintain liquidity. This is where the dealer will determine the amount for which they're willing to sell those shares, which is called the ask price. To make a profit on the market, the market maker will sell as high as possible, but low enough to compete with other market makers. Our dealer will sell at the ask price of, say, $10.05, provided the price of those shares elsewhere is very near that amount. The difference in the bid and ask price is what is referred to as the spread, which is the amount the dealer makes to cover their time and risk. You may also notice that items that trade less and are less liquid tend to have a higher spread. This increase is to offset the need to warehouse the stock over a longer period of time and to bear the burden of risk, which also increases over time. The next time you look at NASDAQ or another over-the-counter market, you understand that an investor will frequently have to pay slightly more to buy and receive slightly less to sell in any given market. You're doing this as sort of a thank you for covering the risk to those who would open a market and make those trades possible, but also for avoiding the need to pay a commission for the transaction. That fundamentally is how dealer markets work. If you have interest in any other subjects, I'd be more than happy to take a look at those. You can get in touch with me by going to my website, financewithfraser.com. Have a good day.